Hey everybody, John Millen here with Benefit Hackers. It's Saturday afternoon. Um, this update is a little different, so this probably will not interest most of you. But for those of you that are interested in marketing, uh, specifically social media marketing and branding, um, that's what this episode is going to be about. So if that is, it's not specifically geared towards um, business owner. Well, I guess it could be geared towards business owners, but it's not a human resources podcast or you know, a benefits only um, episode. I'm just going to give an update on uh, where we stand on our social media advertising campaign that we started back in May. It's pretty fascinating. Um, I don't have all this, the up-to-date stats at my fingertips. I took a look at some things before I started this. So I wanted just to lay out a little bit about what's been going on. More of a diary, I guess, Probably to document what we've been going through, how it feels, what's going good, what's going bad, what could be improved, what have I learned, what are we doing, what are we changing, because um, this is a quite of a fascinating part of our history of our company. So um, this episode may be a little long, and if again, if it's not something, if you're not interested in in kind of learning about social media and, and marketing, we're being mentored by one of. One of the top, if not the top, probably social media strategists in the nation, maybe maybe the world. I don't know, but really, really smart guy and a smart team of people behind him. And so um, I have no no reason. I have no. Um, so yeah. So this is not something I'm experimenting. I'm being coached and mentored, and it's it's what's interesting is that well, a couple of things. So if you've never heard our story, so we've been in business 18 years. Um, just crossed over our 18 year anniversary. We were a, we're a um, we call ourselves benefit hackers because we're an independent benefits agency. We try to do things a little differently. That's why we have the term hacking, and we try to approach the benefits um, issues, costs, coverage in a different way. And I know you probably everyone says like, "Oh, we're so different," but we are different. Um, because we've had a lot of experience. 18 years gives you a very good perspective on things. We've been working with companies in the benefit industry, offering benefits of all types for 18 years. That's pretty amazing when I think about how many people change careers, like in a sp- span of almost two decades, how many people you know, started out coming out of college and doing one thing, and then 20 years later, they've had four different things and in four industries doing four totally different things. We've been in the employee benefit field for 18 years. So that when I think about that, sometimes I forget. And when I, I was talking to some of my team on Friday, um, you know, we have so we've been in business 18 years. I've been in mark. I've been in sales for 25 years. Um, my senior partner has been a CPA and in sales for 25 years. One of our employees we hired has a 30-year background in human resources. Another one of our key employees that's been with us for 17 years has 30-plus years of customer service experience. We have someone on our team that has um, over 20 years of marketing experience, sales and marketing, but marketing is a unique skill set, right? It's not just sales. Marketing is different than selling. And then we have someone that has 40 years of healthcare experience. So it's like 150 years of experience and there's only six of us, which is really strong. So anyways, that's our background. And so I, just as a background, I have never really done any 
advertising or marketing to any extent in the 18 years we've been in business. Um, yes, we've paid for an annual trade show, right? We rent a booth for a thousand bucks and we spend money to put stuff together and it costs us 2,500 and we get one client, you know, something like that. Um, yes, I've run a few random ads in publications and tried dabbled in stuff, but no real process, right? Like it's just random. And it was more like, let's see if this works. And it didn't work. We're like, okay, we're not doing that anymore. So it was really stupid to even think that that would work on a short-term basis, but that's what we've done. So uh, in January, so let me back up real quick. So about two years ago, roughly, I saw a guy on YouTube named Grant Cardone. And I saw him in, a, in an actual sales call. So he had his, he had his, his employee that was the, got, trying to sell someone on the other end of the phone, some kind of training package. And it seemed to be a fairly expensive contract, like it was maybe a five-year deal or three-year deal. And it seemed like it was like 30 or 40 grand for this company to buy training. Now, at this point, I have no idea what they're selling. All I know is it's fairly pricey. And I, and I watched this YouTube clip of him actually on the phone. And he closed it, but he did it in such a way. I was like, man, that was just so honest and transparent. It wasn't pushy. It was just like, wow. Like he asked questions, but they weren't leading questions. And he listened and he said, hey, but and he believed in what he was saying. And the, and the person was hesitating and said, just the whole thing was really fascinating. And from then on, I would occasionally see him again on YouTube and then, um, you know, I'd get maybe a, a book on tape or something. And then over the course of time, I learned more and more and more about him. So then we got offered tickets to go to his conference in January. I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this, the whole thing. We went to um, GrowthCon 3 down in Miami in January of 2019. And there was 35,000 people in the stadium. It was insane. We were on the floor. We got upgraded to the floor, which is amazing. Um, so long story short, I sat in that event and heard him say something like whoever is best known wins, not who's best, but whoever's best known. And he said, McDonald's, McDonald's doesn't make the best cheeseburger, but they're the best known and they sell the most cheeseburgers. Um, doesn't mean you can have a crappy product or be a shyster. You can't. But if no one knows who you are and they don't know what you do, then it doesn't really matter how good or you are or how bad you are. And there's so much poor marketing and branding going on that the only people getting recognized are Verizon and T-Mobile and Ford and you know the, on the TV commercials. That's all you see. So I heard him say, I think my numbers are off. It was like a mil he was spending a million dollars a month on advertising or maybe it was half a million it was a serious number and i just kind of remember sitting there going this guy doesn't really need to advertise like we he's got 35 people in the stadium that each paid anywhere from 100 bucks to to ten thousand dollars to be there depending on where you sat like why you, you don't need to do that like we're all here why do you and it, i started to understand the difference between selling and marketing and the difference between marketing and branding. Because I kind of thought, to be honest, sales and marketing is kind of all the same thing. Like I could, we do it all. And it's very different. And then I thought, 
branding and marketing was the same thing. And I'm coming to learn by being mentored and studying a whole heck of a lot, putting a lot of time into this myself, learning, trying, experimenting, that it's, that's different. Branding and marketing is different as well. I remember sitting there going, man, this dude is spending, I think it was like a million dollars a month. And he's like, he's trying to find ways to spend more. I'm like, what am I missing? Like it, it fascinated me. And I'm sitting there thinking, I don't spend any money, zero. And I've been in business at that point, 17 years. We had, let's see, in January, we had just hired um, two new people. So we had five employees at that point and five employees doing about $3 million a year in business, no advertising, and still surviving after 18 years in the same industry doing Different things over time, but still benefits, right? Working with companies. Um, I was like, wow, why, how the hell have we survived without doing it? And what would happen if we did some marketing, if we did some advertising? And that led me to start listening and learning and being aware. And in that event, I saw Russell Brunson talk from stage. Now, I had seen, I'd heard this company called ClickFunnels, um, just just randomly, like random things. I, I wasn't studying them. I didn't have any material. I didn't even know what the hell they did. So he gets on stage and goes through this thing. And, I, and it's hard, a little bit hard to hear in the stadium, but I was listening and, and I was fascinated by what he said. And he was offering this package where you could get a software and, and go to an event and, and get all this great stuff. And it was a one-year contract and you paid one lump sum. And it was $3,000. And so I'm like, man, this dude really seems like he knows what he's doing. I like it. He, I like him. He seems honest. He, Grant had him on stage, so he, obviously he does business with him. And so that was my journey of learning about <clears throat> marketing and response type marketing. And that led me to, by the end of that conference, being totally afraid to spend $3,000 to just saying, let's just do it. We had talked to like four different people from ClickFunnels, so I pulled the trigger. Not exactly sure still what it was. I knew what it was like the software did sort of, but I didn't know how I was going to use it. I'd never seen it demoed. I just had my gut feeling like, let's just, let's just do this. It's three grand. What's the worst thing that can happen? You know, for one year, I get to use this whole system, and they gave us this ticket to this conference that I'm not going to go to for like these techie people. So you know, I'll use it for a year. No big deal. So that led me on this journey of learning about using the, the techniques of click funnels. And, and if you're in sales and marketing or branding, you've heard of Russell Brunson, you've heard of those things. I'm a, I'm a pure rookie still at this point. So now I got Grant Cardone teaching me to get my message out and be honest and don't be a jerk about it. But get, you know, people need to know who you are. I've got Russell Brunson talking about this and I start thinking about stuff. And then I get this ticket when I bought that $3,000 package, I get this ticket to something called Hacking Live, Funnel, Funnel Hacking Live, in like two weeks after that Miami event, or three weeks. I'm thinking, holy crap, I just spent four days in Miami. My partner and I flew down, you know, hotel, food, rental car, airline tickets. I'm like, oh man, I gotta spend another four days? It was like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Half day Sunday or something. Like, so I'm like, oh, this is stupid. I'm not going to some coding internet geek conference, right? And for some reason, I started looking into it and looking at like past events and 
I don't know why I went. I think it was because the ticket was included. I don't think I, it was like a $700 ticket that was included in that 3000 package. So I don't know. I don't think I, I, I know I wouldn't have paid for it out of pocket after what I just spent in Miami and just hiring three new, two new people. Right. So I, I know, but it was included. I'm like, well, I'll fly down from Rich, Richmond to, it was in Nashville, Tennessee. It was like a $500 plane ticket. I'm like, ah, I can't spend that money. And, so I'm like, well, maybe I'll drive. And it was like an eight-hour drive. I'm like, you know what? I got the ticket, and, and Laura, my partner, was like, hey, why don't you go? You know, maybe you don't have to go the entire five full days. Come home early. I'm like, all right. So I went by myself down to this funnel hacking live event. And that was probably one of the best moves I could have made for me and for our company, looking back. Because it, it, it changed so many things about who we are, what we do, what we think, how we help people, how we don't help certain people, how we want to help other people, what it is we're doing. Um, it's it's kind of hard to describe. The event is very – people ask me, like, what, what is it like? Is it like Tony Robbins' event? Is it like a Zig Ziglar sales seminar? Is it like a Grant Cardone event? It's, um, it's, it's an event – with lots of people that are, I got a feeling, supportive of each other. Like you weren't, you didn't feel like everyone was a stranger, no one talked. Like if you were just to strike up a conversation with someone next to you, anybody, they all were friendly. They all were there for a similar purpose. They all either had a business and were trying to make their business better or they worked wanting to start a business. They didn't sell anything. They were just by themselves saying, I want to, I want to, um, I met people there from nonprofits, and I met people there from charities. I met, so it wasn't just about making money. It's about using ClickFunnels process to get your word out, to tell the story better. Um, that's the best I can explain it. So it was full of excitement, great speakers, good, great content. I took like 30 pages of notes, um, emotional. I mean, there were things – it's just hard. It was just a very – very high impact event that was that was game changing for us. I met someone. I met Juliana there at ClickFunnels because I met her at the Miami Cardone thing. She's the one that finally helped us connect the dots on ClickFunnels. Um, and so we met her at Nashville because she was she's been a part of ClickFunnels for a while. So we connected with her about helping us. So there were so many cool things that came together. About that, I know this is long-winded. All right, so what the hell does it have to do with where I'm today? All those things I needed to be ready to accept when I learned about social media marketing, and this essentially is having content material you put out into social media. And in this regard, it's social media for us is defined as mostly Facebook. And maybe some YouTube, but Facebook, a little bit of Instagram, and LinkedIn. So in my industry, a business-to-business type industry, you know, a lot of my connections and people that I work with are on LinkedIn. But yet, I don't view it as like a highly trafficked, trafficked um, advertising marketing platform. It's more like companies posting stuff that's not even relevant to their company or people just 
pushing f- articles or memes forward. Like if to me in the past, it's been very not like non-relevant, like it's, like it's a waste of time. No one wants anyone to contact them. God forbid you connect with someone and say, hey, let's talk because they view that as salesy. So there's all this weird stuff going on, right? It's changing, but that's where I spent my time. So then I learned about Facebook. I'm like, okay, there's a big problem because I'm not on Facebook. I don't even have a Facebook page for our company. (laughs) So catch this. I'm learning about, all right, we're going to do social media marketing. Great. I found a mentor. Great. Um, It was through Grant. And so we started and there was a sizable monthly retainer for them to do this for us. And I was like, okay. All right. I I mean, I I guess I'll tell you what it is. It's 2,800 bucks a month. For the for the which I am learning, it's not cheap, but it's also not expensive. It's it's a it's a deep, it's a fair price for what we're starting to see, and I'm early in the game, but I think it's a very reasonable um, fee because you don't want to make it a hundred bucks, and you don't want to make it twenty thousand because then only certain you know only people certain people get in. So twenty hundred three grand a month is the price of entry every single month. For them to help and manage the process, you got to make it big enough so that people take it seriously because that's just the one foot in the door. The other foot is eventually you have to spend some money for ads, and that's where the advertising comes in. So there's the marketing side, which is getting your name out, putting content out. So I'm learning in this process earlier this year, I was doing some videos. So I would I would take a video and put, maybe post it on LinkedIn or um, actually, I wasn't doing that. I was taking videos and posting them on our website, ppgsolutions.com. And it was just content. It was like, hey, what's a gap insurance plan? Um, what is telemedicine? What is a legal plan? So it was just very generic content. But I was doing that during this process and being very uncomfortable with it. Because if you've ever, I mean, if you've, if you've never done it, try it. Pull your phone out. Flip it around so you're facing yourself. Hit the re- and have a video and record yourself for one minute talking about something you, you you know about. Do it without prep. Do it without six retakes. Do it without getting your hair done. Just do it right now when, when this is over, and and then watch it back. It's awkward. It's weird. Like we're not. I'm not used to watching myself a video. In fact, I don't like watching myself. I don't like seeing myself in pictures. So that was that was that's been a very hard, weird transition for me to go through. But I was like, hey, I got to do this. I mean, I got. I think we have some good ideas. I think we we do some good work. I need to kind of explain what we do and not be salesy. And I had been doing that sort of already because I didn't want to come across like, hey, come down to my car lot and buy my cars, we're on sale. It wasn't like that. It was, hey, I want to tell you about this and how this may help you. So it was more geared towards helping and educating and content versus selling them something directly, which I was a little more comfortable with. So I'd started to do that more and more, and then I got introduced in April, March, April timeframe, that we started to feel like, okay, we have got to spend some money on marketing, we have got to get our name out because up until now, everything was outbound calling. All of our business was either outbound calling or through a referral partner. So someone might refer us in, like there might be a financial planner that um, sells, I don't know, 401k plans and they have a client that needed help, so they might refer us in. So we had a lot of business from referrals. We had some business we went that we got directly, but it was old school like dropping in, 
sending him something, trying to get him on the phone, following by email, trying to get a, an appointment, go see him, go learn what they do, see if it's a fit, go back, present what we do, try to – so it was this old-school selling, benef- trying to sell benefits to the company so we could offer them to the employees. It's hard. I mean, it is what it is, but it, that's what we it took. And at this point, we had maybe 100 and – I don't know, 90 clients – in the last year, 95 clients, 100 clients, something like that. So we had done fairly well, not some amazing, but pretty good for being still in business and having an office in, with uh, four offices. And, you know, we were, we were doing pretty good. Not killing it, but doing pretty good. So we're like, we need to start advertising. We need to start investing. And then I learned about the difference between spending money on advertising and investing money in advertising. It's very different. I'm not looking just to spend three grand a month. For consulting, I'm looking to invest three grand a month for them to help me find and nurture interested companies that want what we have to offer. And that's the mindset shift that I will tell you everyone's big talk until you have to write the check. When you act, I mean, right up until actually giving our credit card. It's all cool and wow, we're going to do this and man, it's going to be awesome. And I mean, how long, how quick do you think? 30 days? You know, how many leads do you think we're going to get? And like we're asking all these questions and they were great by saying, hey, understand this is not a get rich quick scheme. This is build your brand over time. We hope it goes quickly, but it's not going to probably happen in 30 days. Like, okay, all right, how about 60 days? So we spent six grand. You know, I have no idea what we get, what a profit is on a group. I kind of do, but I'm like, you know, maybe we can close like three or four groups. And like, no, it may be 90 days, you know, it could be longer. And so there's all these unknowns. Until you give your money away, you're not in the game. Grant says, Grant Cardone says, until you invest time or money, you're not committed. And that is for damn true. Till I give him my credit card, I am not committed. I can talk all I want. I can put a spreadsheet all I want. I can fantasize about all the companies we're going to help. But until I give them my credit card for 2800 bucks, I ain't committed. And so we did. We started and we also learned um, in that process. It's just not that. It's also going to be at some point we're going to start sending paid ads to people in social media in those different platforms. And so that takes money, and the money comes from us. And so Facebook is in business. If you don't know by now, they give their platform for free, and they make all their money on advertising. People like me giving them money. When someone watches an ad or a video that I post, it might cost me 50 cents. It might cost me $3, $5, 10 cents. It all depends, but that's where, they, that's where their, a lot of their revenue is generated, so they want me to succeed. But I have no idea what I'm doing in that way. I don't even have a Facebook business page. I don't even have a Facebook personal page. So I have no idea where to start. And they were like, just go ahead and upload a, a, a video and post it on Facebook. I'm like, I don't have Facebook. Like, you don't have Facebook? <laughs> like, no. Like, does anyone have Facebook? Do you have a, put it on your company page. I don't have a company page. So it was hilarious that we started out in May with not even a, like, I didn't have a personal Facebook page. I didn't even know how to create one. I really didn't want one. So we had to, we had to hire somebody that one of my team members knew that knew how to do f- Facebook business pages. So we paid him a couple hundred bucks. They came in, set up our page, and then 
that I use my wife's, we use my wife's access to get kind of get our account set up, so to speak. I don't, I don't use her Facebook page, but I use that to set up. So here we, we're starting and they're like, okay, you're gonna have to spend about 2,500 bucks a month in ads. I'm like, what? Like every month or one time? <laughs> like, they're like, um, you're building your audience. You're building your brand. You're building your content. That takes money. Now, this is all coming back. I hear Grant saying that um, he spends, I don't know, half a million a month. I'm like, oh, that's where he's spending it. Like, it didn't kind of click where the money was going. Now, I'm not saying that's where all his money went, because I don't know where all his money went, but that's if he's advertising, let's say, on Facebook, that's where it's coming from. He's writing a check to get a return to get to get attention, to get people to come to his conference, to buy a book, whatever. That's all good because he's marketing to people that want to hear what he has to say, like me. And I bought, buy lots, lots of stuff because that stuff is awesome and it's helped us. So I have no problem with that. So they're talking about, okay, so we got to spend, and they're like, well, it's not going to be 2500 like the first day. But you gotta, you got to load up, kind of have to load up the system, put the money in so as the ads start being chipped away, they're, 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 they're taking money out. So I'm like, okay. So that was the second decision, like, oh, okay, not only are we paying the fee, but we're now paying the actual ads, and there's no markup on the ads. It's just straight paid to Facebook. So for instance, so learning this, so when someone sees, let's say, a video of mine that I have pushed out into, them, into that, and I want them to click it to maybe learn more about what we do, if they click the ad on that ad, it will cost me money. And there's a certain amount. So it could be, I don't know, 50 cents for them to click on it, 10 cents, 5 cents. It's all over the place. But that's where the costs start racking up. They click the ad, they click the ad, that's 10 cents, 20 cents, 30 cents, 40 cents. And then over time, by the 10th person that maybe clicked it, they might fill in out a form. They might give me a phone call. They might ask for one of my free reports. They might go to my website. They may go to my podcast. So there's all these different ways, right? So we started. And I was super excited to spend that money. I really was. It was like four grand, five grand. And it was in, I looked at my stats. I think it was in May that we started. And of course, people are telling us, you got to give it some time. You got to give it some time. Don't, you're building this audience of people that might have never seen you before. And you're not selling them initially. You're just getting to know them, they're getting to know you, you're putting out a content. So a video, for instance, about why is it important to have disability insurance as a business owner? Why should you have key man insurance as an owner? Why should you offer volunteer benefits? All the different things we do, it's content, it's content, it's goodwill, it's goodwill, it's goodwill, it's give, 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 give real stuff. Build up an audience of people that are like, I like what he has to say. I like him, he's trustworthy, he's knowledgeable. And then at the right time, when that person is ready, based on who we're looking for, when we maybe put an ad in front of them, they click it. And they maybe go to my website. Or they hit my, they hit an ad that we've, a specialty ad we create that has a little form they fill out. Or there's a click to call and they call my office. There's all different ways, things that they can do. And so that's, that's how we build that audience. But it takes time. Now, I knew this going in, but so of course, like 20 days in, I'm like, okay, so... I know we shouldn't have a lot of leads, but 
we don't, we don't have any. So I'm working with my account manager who has since that person left. They weren't that good. I have a new one that I got pretty soon. So for the first couple of weeks, um, I wasn't expecting a lot. I was just, okay, I'm spending money. Okay, this is the way it is. They're, they're building it up. I'm, I'm pushing out videos. I'd, I had some videos that I've been creating. I'm creating more, which is awkward because I'm trying to like, okay, what the hell am I going to talk about now? I mean, what, um, you know, so it's, it, it, it's not impossible, but it takes you to have some legitimate ideas and thoughts to say, okay, I want to teach you about this. So I started doing that and some of that stuff was really rough and they're like, don't worry, you're yourself. This is not about, I'm like, should I get like put a suit on every time? Should I get like a studio? Should I hire? I was thinking about hiring like a videographer to come to my office with lights. They're like, no, do not do that. That's not you. So I started recording in my car. People think I live in my car because I record for my car, but it's easy. It's I'm right there. It's real quick. And so I start doing that. So one month in, I think roughly, they changed out the account manager, which is good because I don't think that first person did much at all. So I get someone else, and she's phenomenal. She's wonderful. Touch and base, understanding. So, so now we're close to two months in, and I'm getting a little uptight. Like, okay, I know you said it could take 69 days, but we haven't got a single lead None. Nobody has sent me an email. They didn't go and fill out my form. They didn't call me. They didn't do a damn thing. Is this working? I have just spent almost 10 grand. And this is part of what I'm documenting. Because I was like, okay, we've made a mistake. Even though everyone told me it could take a while. You know, it could take a while for, for things to kick in. Even though they told me that, I was still getting antsy. When you're spending your money, you are committed. When you're spending your time and energy, you're committed. We were committed. And I will tell you, it's hard. It's hard to do that without any results coming in. It was, it's very hard. Um, I mean, I'm like, God, gosh, man, are we... Are the people that are helping us, are they, do they know what they're doing? Like, have we made a mistake? And I'm like, wait a minute, though, this, this, this firm is first class. Grant uses them. I'm like, that can't be that. Is it me? Is it my videos? My videos suck. Maybe my web, website. Maybe we need a $5,000 website makeover. So I'm going through all this stuff, and we're using ClickFunnels, and maybe my ClickFunnels page doesn't work. And, and so we had that. We had someone early on put together an amazing ClickFunnels page from an expert. So it wasn't me just building it. So we did that. We got some marketing coaching with our, what was our message, and that helped refine things for us. Like, what are we really good at? Oh, man, two months in. And then I forget the date. I should look this up. Maybe, let's see, May, June. It was somewhere in July. And at this point, we had hired a sixth employee in April. So she was coming on board. You know, she was still kind of getting to know the industry. She comes from healthcare, so she's getting to learn insurance and everything else. And so I think it was in July. So two, a little over two months into the process, we get a freaking lead. A lead hits the click funnel. What happens is they filled in a form with like some simple information, name, email, phone, how many employees they have. It was real simple. And I get an email and I'm like, holy shit. I'm like in the office. We got to leave. We got to leave. I printed it out. 
I'm running up and down the office. We got our first lead. Everyone's all excited. We do a video to our account manager. We're feeling like, we got our first lead. We got our first lead. We don't know who this person is, but they're in Florida and this looks amazing. We're going to call them and Melanie's going to jump on it, blah, blah, blah. And we're just super pumped. And we get off the, we quit the video. I send it to them and they're like, congratulations. Like I'm totally like doing a touchdown celebration. And then we start researching, like we can't find this person anywhere online. Like they're like, we're searching their name before we call like, okay, maybe they have a LinkedIn page or website, like at the company. Okay, there's no company. There's no LinkedIn page. Like, holy shit. Is this like, we could be in punked. It was the media buyer from our agency testing our page was the lead. <laughs> I, I tell you, I was so deflated. I was like, are you shitting me? We got all excited. We didn't, all we did is get a piece of lead to come through and it was our media buyer testing. Like, shit. So then we had to go, okay, guys, sorry. I tell everyone no false alarm. <laughs> wasn't really legit <laughs> but i just think that's hilarious just looking back so what's happened since then so then um then uh, then leads started coming in very slowly so i don't know how maybe like another one came in maybe five days after that now at this point i'm like looking at my email every day all day looking for that little ding opening it and going shit that's like I'm, I'm so hyper nervous that our industry doesn't work. Like you can't do this with employee benefits. You can do it if I'm selling a book or you can do it if I sell furniture, come down to my, or if I sell cars, but you can't do it by selling, by knowledge-based selling and business to business. And we want to help you with your benefits. I'm starting to doubt like, is this even possible? Like we're almost three months in now, maybe one lead and it was kind of a kind of a crapper, like it was just a bogus lead or something else. So I, I forget when we got our first. No, I do remember. We got our first legitimate lead. Was it end of July? I think it was end of July, mid to end July. And not only was the lead, I got the lead filled in, but part of our process is that someone can book time on my calendar to chat. It's called 15, um, chat 15 minutes with the benefit hacker, right? And they did that too. I'm like, holy shit. What is this name? And we're looking at the email like, okay, Google them. Is it, oh my gosh, it's a real company. Oh, they're in Richmond. Oh, they, oh, wow. And then someone in my office knew that person because of their healthcare background. So that, turned, that became our first client through our marketing and social media campaign. And they were in our backyard the whole time. Is that crazy? And so since then, we have received 27 leads because I just looked. I'm like, okay, 27 leads in what, four months, right? May, June, July, August, a little over four months. I'm being told that the first month, yes, you were paying, but you're really not getting much. There's really not much going on. So really, it's like three months. If you were to be real about it, it's three months of content and then trying because it took a while before we even started sending ads to people. We weren't doing that at first because we're just trying to get build an audience of people that liked what we were putting out, right? So we've received 27 leads and 
we have closed one, two, three, three so far. And we have probably three or four that are in the pipeline. And then we have about five or six that are in the come more of a follow-up stage. Like timing was a little bit off. So it's not dead. It's not warm. It's not hot. It's kind of in nurturing mode still because the timing is a little bit off because benefits renew different parts of the year. So at first I'm like, oh crap, that sucks. 27. But in our industry, the clients we get, the return on our investment um, is pretty decent. And most clients stay with, with us for years, right? This is not a transactional thing where they buy one thing and then they go away, right? So they're buying insurance for the whole year. We do a good job. They stay with us year two, year three, year four, year five. So we have a pretty good track record of keeping clients because we do a good job. My operations and my service, customer service, my support team is phenomenal. So we keep clients for three or four or five years. I have one client that I've had for over a decade. I have others that I've had for almost 18 years, smaller ones. So yeah, so we keep them. So there's a longevity there that's associated with getting a new client that's hard to measure on ROI. Like if it costs me, I'm like, I talk numbers because it's all over the place and it's sort of confidential, but you can't judge it in just, in just one month. And you can't judge it on a year. It's a minimum of a year, and sometimes it's 10 years. So what is it worth to you to have a client for 10 years? You know, it can be a lot, and it can be really meaningful in a lot of different ways. So the other thing that was interesting is, remember I talked about building the audience in social media, and there's a couple different ways that I measure this. Um, one is on Facebook, and it's a measurement that we run that calculates how many, how many people have... Um, I forget the exact term they use, maybe um, engaged with us. Like, did they watch part of my video? Did they like my, my video post? Did they like a post? Did they share it with someone else? Like, did they do something with it other than just scroll past it? That means, hey, something in that content caused them to go, you need, someone else needs to see it, or I like what you just said, or I've watched some or all of the video, and that audience is now over 15,000 people. And we have a chart we have, we measure every week. And it's growing about 5,000 people every two weeks. So by the end of the year, that number will probably be, it's tracking like to the, up and to the right. Um, and things can change, right? I'm not just one measurement, but it's tracking up pretty strong. So we could be at maybe 50,000. And those, that means 50,000 people have engaged and said, I like what you have to say. And then we re-engage them in different ways with different content because their benefits, like let's say someone watches one of our videos about why it's important to have a specialist when you bring in disability insurance for your employees. Their renewal for benefits might not be till next March. So they're probably not getting, they're probably not going to engage now. They're not going to reach out and go, hey, let's talk, because it's not on their mind. They're not even starting the planning. Someone renewing in March probably won't start until January 1 or December, depending on the size. If it's a big company, it's going further out. But again, our, our target market, really our sweet spot is 10 employees to like 150, right, 200, where, where the employer views their employees as an asset, not a liability, and they view benefits as an investment on an expense, and we get to interact with the core team. When you get to companies with 500 and 1,000 employees and 2,000, 
it's a different dynamic. And it's not that we can't help them because I have a client now that has almost 2,000 employees with a couple lines of coverage. It's not that we can't help. It's just that the dynamic changes. And one of the things our marketing consultant helped us with early on in terms of our corporate marketing, right? Not the social media marketing, but branding and marketing of who benefit hackers are, who PPG Solutions is, who are we as a company, was that we can't be everything to everybody. Because in the past, I was like, the people would ask me, who's your target market? I'm like, anyone with employees? <laughs> you know, does that mean like the fast food restaurant where they barely keep employees, they churn them? Oh, yeah, that's me. I'll take care of them. Like in sales, I wanted everybody. And that was just stupid. Like you can't survive saying anyone with employees. So then she helped us really narrow down who is our hero client, someone that really values what we do and what we value them. And there's good synergy. And that has helped a lot. And that we have found is in that market. It's in that 5, 10, and above to like 100, 150, maybe 200 is a general rule in that range. But really, it's probably employers with 20 to 100 employees. It's kind of like the rate in there. And that's most employers. 98% of companies in the United States have less than 100 employees. 98%. 98% of our target client has less than 100 employees. So it's a matter of us saying, we don't want that client. This is a good one. We don't want that one. We're not, we're not just chasing people. We're partnering based on what we do. So we're now at over 15,000 engagements. It's growing every day. There's a re-engagement going on. We're connecting with people on LinkedIn. So my audience on LinkedIn is growing. And I am um, continuing to push similar content there. Instagram, we're experimenting with. I'm not sure... If Instagram in, the, in my industry is the right fit, um, but it might be. And, you know, these platforms are, are adjusting. There's even things like Twitter. Like I don't purposely do anything on Twitter. I think there's a thing I can just push it automatically on some of the posts. I don't even think I, I've never been – like I've been on Twitter for weeks, maybe months. So I'm not even sure like where that platform stands. So things are changing a lot in people's attention, what they're looking for. We're being coached by some amazing people. And what's fascinating to me is things change, right? So what I learned six months ago when I hear my mentor say or my, the, the team that's coaching me from the social media side, they say something different. I'm like, well, why, why are we doing that now? Why, I mean, are we changing again? Why are we changing this? And I have to understand that they're adjusting too, and the marketplace is adjusting. So it's not static. I have to adjust with what people, what they're doing. And I realized that's one lesson for me. Like, don't get all bent out of shape when they're like, okay, we're going to change this now. I'm like, can we give it some time? So I'm learning to not be so rigid, but I'm also learning to, to give some thing, things time to work. So at the very beginning, I wanted to change things all the time. Like the first two weeks, I'm like, okay. We need to change our ClickFunnels page. We, I need to change that video. They're like, no, we don't have enough data. Don't change it yet. I wanted to change like three or four things at one time. Like, no, John, if you change all three or four things, we won't have any idea what had the impact. Change one thing at a time. So I was really impatient to change it. It's not working, let's change it. And so it's been, it's been an amazing process for us and for me. Um, and we're still in the middle of it. I'm not saying... Like, oh my God, this has been the holy grail 
and we've got a 500% return on our money. We're still a little bit behind, but it's, it's building. It's an investment, right? I keep thinking this is an investment. And we're also figuring it out a little bit because I don't know of too many companies in my industry that are doing what we're doing. Because we did some research on some of the big players, some quick research. There's some tools I have that, are, that I can't share with you that I've learned that can gauge the effectiveness of any company's advertising, marketing, and branding. And it sucks. Like what the big company's doing is pathetic. So we're like, wait a minute. Even the companies with all the money totally are getting this off or they're not doing anything. We now have a real chance because we're a small player. I'm not trying to be nationwide, right? But I have a chance now to use some cool techniques and adjust and be patient as it builds because people aren't used to seeing content about employee benefits. They're used to seeing content about make money from home or buy my book or take my class, right? Those are more common or lose weight or join my coaching program. That's really popular, those info-generated info businesses. But in our business, it's not as popular. Like you don't see social media ads about, let me cut your grass, let me weed your lawns, let me do your mulch. Like I have to find people to do the mulch. Like they don't have enough time to do the mulch or they don't have people, they keep leaving. Like it's the opposite problem. But in our, in our industry, um, it's not very common. So I have to be very patient as we invest money Right, it's a commitment. I'm just telling you straight up, it's still hard to invest because we're not quite over the breaking point yet. But I try to remind myself it's three months, it's only been three months. We have some good, we have some success. You know, if we had zero success by now, we probably would have made a major change. That would not have been smart to go four months with zero, but we don't have zero, we have 27 leads. Some of them were just, just tire kickers. That's cool. You're going to get that. Some were legitimate. Like the first we got was a super legitimate. They're ready to go. They want to change and they liked what I had to say. And I didn't really have to sell them on us because they already seen me. They know what we're about. It's like, hey, now it's can we help you? We have about five or six or seven maybe companies that were working through that process of can we help them? And if so, how? So it's not like, here it is. We're done. It's we hack the system. We look at their benefits in a different way, which takes a little time. It takes some thinking and strategizing. I'm not t- time. I don't mean like weeks. I mean like a day for me to two days to research and and do things differently. Because I can I can sling out quotes left and right, but that's what everyone does. I'm not doing that. We're looking at this totally differently. So I hope this has been, if nothing else, enlightening about. What we're going through for me it's been really good just to think through this and just document where we were because man i wish i would i think i did this back in may or june i have to go re-listen to that because i'm kind of chronologic chronologizing chronologicalizing whatever the hell i'm trying to say um our process i feel good about where it's going but it's still soon right so i'm not like oh it's it was the best, you know what I mean? It was, it, I feel really good because there's different things that happen in the process of doing it that you didn't expect. That, that is a good, I'm going to save that for another day. I should think about what is this causing? Wow, there's so many things it's, that it's creating and causing and generating that's 
an offshoot of what we're doing. Like the fact, yeah, so wow, there's so many cool, like the fact that we're doing, like the podcast idea actually came from Russell Brunson during the One Funnel Way Challenge. I did, did 30 days in a row, which was hard, but I built my first funnel. And in that process, I learned about doing podcasting. Like, what the hell's that? Okay, um, who's going to listen to me to do a podcast? And his big thing was nobody, nobody will listen to your podcast at first. It's not for them, it's for you. I'm like, holy shit, that's brilliant. So it was just for me. Like I, had, I didn't care. I wasn't making a big deal. Listen to my podcast. Join me. You know, I didn't have fancy artwork, you know, and music in the beginning. Like I was tempted to spend all this money to make the intro really cool and have a little soundtrack and have cool stuff and breaks in between. I'm like, just get on there and just start talking. And that's what I've been doing. And that's kind of where, you know, that's an outshoot of continuing this process of creating goodwill and content and the video creation and what it's doing for my team and, and, and their excitement and how it's helped them. So there's just lots of cool stuff. I'll do this another day. Thanks for listening. But if nothing else, you know, it's probably just me and that's cool because I've learned what I've learned just to recap. I've learned, man, until you commit time or money, you're not committed. And man, it was easy to talk, but it was not. But until I said, here's my credit card, like that was a, that was like a, a little step I had to go over. Like, oh shit, okay. Because I knew once I started, I wasn't going to turn it off in a month. Like this was not just 2,800 bucks. not just four or five grand a month. This is for like three months, four months, five months. Right? It's not try it and see what happens. Don't try it. We were told that. This is, and I knew that. You don't try marketing for a month. You try for three months. That's a little more okay. But really you try for six months or nine months is what everyone was telling me. So I learned that. I learned to be patient, but also I learned it's okay to change, which is a weird paradigm that's kind of saying the same thing. Um, I learned not to be upset when I would hear a training from my mentor that said, I learned something new and we started doing it. It's working great. And my mind would say, why didn't you know this at the beginning of the year? That's, that's how silly I was. That's, how, that's the, like processing. That's how silly that was. Like one of the best minds in the industry, I'm criticizing them for not figuring it out sooner instead of saying, wait a minute, they figured it out today. They put it in action. They told me, look, I don't know if this is totally baked yet, this idea, but this is what I'm seeing and I'm having a good feeling. And that person is a super expert in the field. I should be thankful. So I learned that. I learned to like chill out, man, just... It's okay if, if we're kind of, some people are growing with me, even though they're an expert. I learned, um, I learned that just because we get a lead does not mean they become a customer or a client. That there is a marketing process and then there is a sales process. And they are two different situations. This is a whole other podcast. Marketing gets people to the table that say, then they say, I want to learn more. They are probably one of your target clients. They are able to buy. They can make a decision. They're the right fit, right? So when a person, when that first company came in, they had 30 employees. That was the marketing that brought them to the front door. And then I needed our sales process to take that person, find out what they had, what do they need, where's the, where are their pain points, can we help them, how do we help them, designing it. That was a whole separate process. 
that had nothing to do with marketing. Marketing's over. Now it's sales. Now it's our time. Not sales like we're convincing them. You don't convince people to buy benefits. Sales process, meaning you, you, you build a process for them that's in their best interest that they want to go with. So don't think sales, I mean, like, like used car salesmen or, or high-pressure salesmen. It's the sales process, discovery, analysis, bidding, revision, um, present the first look. What do you think? Are we on track? No. Okay, go back and refine it again. That's the process you go through. It's called the sales process. That was something we learned is very important, which is great because we're following Grant Cardone and Cardone University. So we're learning those steps of how to be a good person in the process and take someone through and not be a scumbag doing it, be a real person and add value. So I'm tired. 52 minutes. This is I think my, my thing has given me a warning that 60 minutes it shuts down. So I think I've talked a lot enough. If you've hung with me, do me a favor. If you're still listening or if you've listened this far, just shoot me an email. I'm just, pers- just send it to me personally, jmillen at ppgsolutions.com. J-M-I-L-L-E-N at ppgsolutions.com. And just, just say, hey, John, <laughs> I actually listened to 53 minutes. And I just kind of, I mean, just I just want to know. And, you know, did you, I don't know. Just let me know. I think it would be just cool to know, did anyone, is anyone as interested in this as me? And you might be in a totally new, in, different industry, right? Maybe you're not, maybe you're not even a, a potential client of ours, but you love what I just went through. And maybe we can talk. Maybe we can help each other. Like maybe you can, te- like you can maybe teach me some stuff about this process I'm on, this journey. I am not an expert. I'm pretty good. We're pretty good with benefits, right? But I'm always learning on that too. But on this social media and marketing and branding, I'm, I'm still a rookie. So I'm still a fan. So if you're in that industry, maybe we can mastermind a little bit. Maybe we can share ideas. I'd be glad to share. If you've hung with me for 53 minutes, I'd be glad pretty much under most situations to tell you anything you want to know about what I shared, like anything I didn't share in detail. I think under most situations, as long as they're not com- competing companies or maybe like in the same, you know, like your neighbor, neighboring competing firms or anything here in Richmond, I don't know, man, I think I'd share with you because I'd gain too, you gain, and we become mastermind partners. We learn and we grow together and I have no problem sharing with what we're learning. So thanks for listening. John Millen at Benefit Hackers. If you want more information, you want us to take a look at your package, go to hackmybenefits.com. There's a little form at the bottom, a little button. You read about what we do. There's a little blue button. Click that. Fill in some information. I get those personally, and I will look at them, and I will decide if I have time. I will call you or reach out, set up a time to talk, or I'll push to I have an amazing team, two people on my team that I work with, Melanie and Deborah that maybe reach out and then I get back involved as they kind of get some preliminary information Then I get involved in and do the design along with my partner. So thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll chat soon.